I am making a toy city under the red kitchen table. I have my Lego set up. They have a museum with little paintings that I made. I hung them up on the legs of the chairs. That way they can see it. And I also made them a school with little chairs and desks and a supermarket with little Shopkins to be the food. And each of them have a little house with a bed and a table. On the other side of the table, I have my other little toy set up. And they have a pool made out of magnet tiles. And a big mansion where they all live in, also made out of magnet tiles. And in the middle, there's a big stage and a castle. Um, the castle is where the president lives. And the stage is when they all want to get together. Welcome back to season two. We're very excited to be here sitting around the red kitchen table again talking about play and art and back into the school year. It's a um, exciting and, and different time for sure and we've had a lot of uh, wonderful questions this summer about the podcast so I thought one of the things we would do uh, to start out if you're okay with that is uh, maybe read uh, some of these questions and, and answer them because I think it's really important to hear from um, our listeners, our fellow art educators and see what uh, they have to say. So we got a really good one here um, asking, I would love to have a bit of clarification on how to include some objects that Dr. George talked about. Um, did he include them in a lesson, use them as a talking point or inspiration? It would be awesome to observe one of his classes where he brings something random like a toaster to better understand how he integrates it into his daily class and explains his thought process to kids. I think this is a really important question because you use a lot of um, objects in your teaching, right? And to actually, uh, I think it's hard if you haven't seen one of your videos maybe um, and you've just listened to the podcast or a bit in your classroom, for example. So I think this is a really important question. So I'll... I'll put it over to you. Well, it's good to start the season again. It's good, right. to, good, to, good to be at the red table again. It's uh, enjoyable. Um, first of all, the, the quest, I appreciate so much that you care enough to write in these questions. Too. Um, but um, perhaps the word random is not uh, what I would say that these are not random objects, um, although I have a very important um, calling for art teachers to um, wake up the class, to uh, come from another class, which uh, they are, uh, let's say... Not so awake. <laughs> not so awake. 
and, um, and, and to have random objects, to have objects that would be surprising to find in a school, uh, to, to have a child's bicycle in a school, um, uh, to have a, um, um, a, a, the teacher's favorite um, um, teddy bear visit the class. Um, so in a sense, this energizes and also to, to, to move the art um, room uh, to contrast it to the other place that they just came from or will be going to. Yes. So um, they, they, to have interesting objects is a way to... I think that's, in, that's a good point. Not random, but interesting objects. Objects that students care about, that teachers care about objects that are beautiful, right, to, yes. to bring it to the classroom. So I think that's important. And it's a question of what do we really want the children to learn in an art class? And it's not something that should be defined by outside uh, agencies. I think every art teacher, every artist art teacher needs to define that. And uh, my, one of my definitions is when the children leave the room, have they seen something exciting? And did they hold something exciting in their hand? Did they fall in love with something that's beautiful in the art class? And I put that very much on top of my list because the kids tend to forget individual projects, mm -hmm. especially if the projects are not something they buy into or have a chance to formulate if it's a project just assigned randomly. So when they leave the room, or oh, I always think when they read the room, what are they taking with them? What thoughts, what feelings? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important. Um, you know, what things are they taking with them? What kinds of things are they seeing that are that's beautiful? What kinds of things that they already have that maybe haven't been couched as beautiful to them before? Maybe they understand it as beautiful, but all of a sudden, um, you know, there's somebody, there's an adult saying, look, there's, you know, such, you know, amazing lines and, you know, beauty in this, in this piece. Um, and it's something that they own. So they're looking at it differently, which is also important. So, oh, I, you know, I have a... Uh, I have a flashlight too. Um, let me go home and look at all the different kinds of flashlights I have at home. Look at all the different uh, shapes and colors and all the things about those flashlights. Um, it's not like you're showing them a flashlight for the first time, but you're, you know, showing them the beauty within those objects and the variation within those objects, which is important. So the art room, in a sense, is confirmation. And never to assume that children don't know anything about art, that children don't have good taste, that children are not interested in beautiful and exciting objects. But then the art room is the confirmation of that. Yes. Yeah, I think that's very important. Um, that, that we're that place and that these objects that we're bringing in are... Um, might seem random in, in some ways, right? If you were just to walk into the room and see a a bicycle or a collection of flashlights. I don't know why I'm going back to the flashlights, but I am. Uh, but if you were to come in and see these, but I think that it's important once you um, sit down with the kids and have these discussions that they, um, you know, these things are not so random anymore. And first, I would uh, also add that most of the objects that I've been collecting, I collect it in a historic way. 
Yes. So they're far from random. If we're talking about um, uh, furnishings, um, houses, um, uh, telephones, uh, flashlights, um, then my collection is a history of each of these objects. So it's a question of how do you teach art history to children, and even more important, art appreciation. Yeah. And so, so I have a history of phones going back to the earliest phones, but the child's version of them. And also some of the more modern versions that become toys and um, the history of, of playhouses to beautiful uh, uh, doll houses, for example, and doll furnishings. A great history of, of, of furniture can be told. So uh, as part of every lesson, it's, it's art appreciation and art history, but it's, it's, it's suggested, it's held. It's, it's um, uh, sorted through, it comes out of a box in all kinds of shapes and forms from different periods, in different materials, you know, that phones were made out of wood, uh, made out of metal, and became plastic, and you can see that in, in the children's uh, models that I collect. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, not very often do, do kids see the history of something like that and I think that's really important things that are important to them things that um you know I mean I when they pretty much if you ask a kid right now you know the the phone is the cell phone they don't even remember the old rotary phones right they don't remember any of the history of these objects so it's important to show them the history of these things because also it's a history of design you know and I think that's important too that we talk to them about that somebody designed these objects right that it's um, you know, they just didn't pop up, right? And that's a very important, um, you know, thing to do is to be able to design some of these things. And they can be the designers of the next um, phone or whatever the it future. is. The future, yeah. It's, it's always a question of what do you start with so kids will fall in love with something. And my experience as a child in, in um, combing the, the fringes of my uh, uh, parents' um, carpets or taking care of um, the uh, china closet and, and, and wiping the china closet. That, I still collect china. I still collect uh, different carpets. So it's, it's the toys, it's the objects that uh, children are interested in. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's the start of the process of appreciation. And that's a, that's a strong um, meaningful introduction if you're talking about the history of yo-yos and the history of marbles and the history of, of um, uh, dump trucks. You know. Well, I think what you're bringing up a good point too because the, there's a, some variation in these objects that you're talking about and that some of these are things that kids today hold dear and we're showing them the history of that. that. But you're also talking about um, personal um, personal things that have happened to you in your life, right? I don't necessarily know if a kid today would be as excited about um, carpets, for example. You have a very, you know, um, large relationship with carpets because, you know, of your, of your parents and bringing carpets from, from Hungary. And um, there's a lot of stories about carpets, and, and we've got a lot of uh, empty <laughs> carpets in our house. But what's, what's interesting about that is you're bringing yourself and your story to the students. So when you bring in a carpet, 
um, they start to become excited about it because you're telling them a little bit about who you are through these objects, and that changes the the relationship. So here you have the objects that are that are personal to you, and then you have the objects that are personal to your students. And they get to fly their carpets. Well, then, I mean, what's better than that? <laughs> <laughs> the most exciting adventure in my art class, as I remember, is... is kids getting on the carpets and taking the trips in, in class and through the roof, through the window, and they fly their carpets anywhere and everywhere. But again, I get back to what I started in the beginning of the, what do you want the kids to have that's important as a result of the art class? Mm-hmm. And that's the excitement about seeing. And that you cannot lecture about, that you have to demonstrate. Uh, so when I pick up a, a leaf from um, on my way to school or walk to school, or I bring them an interesting object from Goodwill that I found that particular weekend, mm-hmm. um, I let them know where the found where where it was found, the adventure, the the excitement of finding it, and that I'm looking everywhere. Anywhere that I can find things, I pocket it like young children do and and share it with them. So I share my excitement of seeing and discovering and collecting. And when the kids leave again, I want them to have a sense of what that excitement is about. And of course, in future classes, uh, their uh, finds and their... uh, what they found visually interesting, objects that they found visually interesting mm-hmm. appear all of a sudden without asking, without assigning. You know? Well, you know, absolutely, because I think you're, you're condoning it and you're also showing them that you're a fellow collector or artist, that you find value in these things as they do, right? It's not just something that, you know, a parent would say, oh, you know, leave that on the floor, leave that on the ground, don't touch that or you know, whatever it is, um, you know, you find an interesting leaf and you bring it in, you know, and they, they in turn say, okay, well, my art teacher, you know, wants me to bring this stuff in. Um, and they, they feel value and validity in what they're, in what they're collecting, what they're doing. So, um, I think that's really helpful to have that as a relationship. Yes. And, you know, it's, um, very sad that young children will, see at the other end of the room some exciting form and they will crawl to it, they will get to it no matter what and, and, and start exploring it and young children will pick up things on the street and, and uh, stop the flow of walking and, you know, and, and get down and, and uh, play with it and put it in their pocket. But that stops in school, that stops yeah. in, in the later years. So, again, what do they take with them? We want the art class to, again, refresh that joy in seeing. And um, uh, that needs to be demonstrated every day in the art class. So these surprising things are not all that surprising because everybody soon in the art class begins to see and and find an excitement in, in finding beautiful things. And that is so much more important than, than any single art lesson or technique that you can teach. Yeah. To have this sense of excitement about the world. Yeah, and I think that's, that's ultimately what we're, what we're trying to do as, as our teachers, not just put, put on the board, this is the assignment, these are the steps, put on the PowerPoint, these are the steps. 
uh, on how to do how to make something right but to but to teach that excitement for beauty and I think that's and that's I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't to disappoint, but I don't think uh, paintings will make it, or or, or or the history of art, or medieval art shown to children, or the Renaissance showing to children, will do it. Now that will come later, or their being interested in collecting Picassos as a as a collector <laughs> will come later. But but first, you know, you enjoy the found objects. You enjoy your own finds, since they're not going to galleries and auctions and follow uh, the auction houses yeah. and the art market. But there's another market, which is in the supermarket, which is in any store, which is in any place that they go, uh, where they can make their selections and without having to bankroll it. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, it's, it's making connections and how it may continue later on with, with artworks and museum going. Yeah. But in, at the beginning, um, it has to be built up as, as, some, as having faith and, and confidence in your own taste, in your own interest, in, in your own uh, selections. Yeah, I mean, it's a basic appreciation of the, of the world around us, which is really important. I think we also forget how far some kids are from art museums and galleries. I know where I teach, I mean, there's no art museum or gallery really around in a, at least, you know, maybe a 80 mile radius. So, I mean, the chances of these kids even getting to those places is few and far between to some extent, um, so easily, right? But they do have the ability to go to stores and places like that, which I think is important to, um, it's important to everyone, but especially to, to validate some of those, those beautiful things. Um, yeah, and, and to understand that the world is in some ways bigger than the art museum and gallery in terms of, you know, beautiful, beautiful things around us. And, you know, if you can't appreciate that, then it's very hard to go into a museum and appreciate it. Um, and artists basically live with beautiful things. They not only collect and look for it, and not necessarily, again, in auction houses or in, in buying it from museums, but they live with beautiful things that they found, that they discovered. And it's the same, it's, it's the step to discovering your art, your art ideas. So in the, even in their studio, every artist colleague of mine who is a studio artist, their studio, their home, an artist's home is a unique place and the children should visit their art teachers' homes, mm -hmm. because there are abundance of collections and art museums in every art teacher's home. Uh, so that all I'm doing is to take it from home where we can't bring the kids at each session, and these things are brought into class. Yeah. These, these are brought into class. And uh, the deepest messages of art teaching are not taught as lessons but taught as examples, as real objects, as real collections, as important personal stories. So the, the more of yourself you, you can um, reveal, uh, the, the class is just, their mouth is open when I bring in uh, parts, not even setting up my Lionel trains, but just bringing in this different stations and uh, different tunnels which are incredibly painted uh, mountains and scenery on this um, old uh, 
um, Lionel Tunnels. Um, they, you know, th this is uh, something they will never forget. And that's also when they leave the door. Only teach what the kids will never forget. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This is a wonderful discussion, and I think a really important uh, question that I hope we answer to to some extent. And um, I, I am very excited to be back here um, at the Red Kitchen table, and I look forward to uh, many more discussions. Um, so please also feel free to uh, to write to us um, from the Facebook site or um, our email at the university, and we're always happy to, to bring some of these questions um, into the podcast. So Have a playful and exciting week. <laughs>